What's up, Des Moines? This is the Fit Moines Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Doc Brian Ladd. On this podcast, we're going to talk about all things related to health and wellness in Des Moines. We'll interview clinicians and coaches from around the metro to get to know them and learn how we can continue to lead long, active, and healthy lifestyles. Let's get started. The Fit Moines Podcast is sponsored by Kaizen Health and Wellness. At Kaizen, we help active people in the Des Moines area get out of pain, become injury-free, and back to the sports and activities they love. We do this by working on four different areas. That is, movement, nutrition, sleep, and stress management. When we optimize these four areas, you not only feel better, but you move better, and you can continue to live your best life. Head to kaizenhealthandwellness.com to learn how we can help you get back to doing the things you love. What's up, Des Moines? Doc Ladd here with the Fit Moines Podcast. Today I have Dan Noyce. How's it going, Dan? Going great. Going great, Doc. Thanks for having me on, man. Appreciate yeah, it. Absolutely. Thank you for taking time every day to be here. We appreciate it. Happy to be here. It's going to be a fun combo. <laughs> absolutely. I'm excited for this one. Um, so, Dan, why don't we go ahead and get started and just have you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background and what you're doing now. For sure. So, um, I am actually uh, Des Moines, what's going on? And this is a hometown kid here. I am from, uh, from West Des Moines originally, um, born and raised, went to Jordan Creek Elementary, still well, went to Valley High School, um, and uh, went to Iowa State. So another kind of hometown kid there. And uh, yeah, I got to Iowa State and really had no clue what I wanted to do, probably like most 18-year-olds. Uh, and I, I loved, uh, I was always super active as a kid, was always into sports and, um, took a couple kinesiology classes and kind of fell in love with it. It was like, you were kind of like playing sports for some of these classes, going and exercising. Um, and you were learning about, uh, you know, the science behind exercise, which was actually something that was pretty interesting to me. I kind of liked science growing up. Sure. Um, so got my degree in kinesiology, moved to Chicago um, in 2011 and um, worked at Equinox, uh, which is a kind of a, a higher end fitness club that's in most mostly big cities. Um, it was awesome working there. I, I absolutely loved it. Uh, they Equinox pours a ton of resources into education for their trainers. So um Got a lot of great continuing education there, was teaching uh, classes to some of the newly hired trainers, uh, anatomy, biomechanics, got into that for five years or so. Um, and then uh, kind of in the mix of those, the 10 years I was in Chicago, I uh, wanted to go to PT school okay. um, and uh, spent a lot of time in clinics around the city. Yeah. So yeah. What's up PT? Uh <laughs> Spent a lot of time in clinics around the city and yeah. And um, yeah, it was, uh, it was super interesting. Like I got really into mobility before that we were, some sure. of the onboarding we did at Equinox was, you know, movement assessments, functional movement screen, that kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, uh, so really got into mobility and all of that. And, and that was kind of seemed like the natural next step was to go to PT school. And then um I kind of had this little shift in uh, perspective, I guess, and was kind of, and I, part of it was something that my dad was going through at the time, but I kind of had this perspective like, hey, I, I feel like I can maybe teach people how to get 
you know, improve the way their body functions so that they can prevent getting hurt in the first place. And that was kind of my thought of PTs was, you know, like only when people got hurt, which um, obviously shifted a ton now. Um, But uh, yeah, and then COVID hit and uh, my wife, my girlfriend at the time, fiance at the time, actually, uh, we decided we were going to go to back to Des Moines and stay with her mom, uh, Lisa, what's going on? Uh, for We packed for three weeks, ended up staying for three months, moved our wedding up, got married, uh, got pregnant, now have a four-month-old, almost five months, um, quit my job, <laughs> bought a house, started my own business. So yeah, COVID was crazy. So yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm doing now. Burn, burn the a, a, uh, online. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, all right, everything that I was going to do in the next like five years, we're just going to do right now. Yeah, exactly. Just so. turn, it on, turn it on its end and let's go. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, so I got my own business. That's what I'm doing now. Um, improving the health and function of people's joints to do it in a one on one setting. I do it in can stretch group class setting um, coming out with an online monthly mobility membership in a couple months. So uh, yeah, that's kind of what I'm doing now. Just it's very cliche, but I feel like I'm living a dream. I love what I do. I'm really passionate about it. Um, so yeah. yeah, that's awesome. The American dream right there. You're happy. Yeah. That's what, that's all that matters, that's right? Right. I, absolutely. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Doing what I love and, and, and making money doing it. So yeah. it's a, yeah. it's a, a gift. I'm very grateful for that. For yeah. Sure. What more can you ask for? That's awesome. Now, Dan, tell totally. us a little bit. Yeah, about, I know you can relate. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, tell us a little bit about kin stretch and like what what it is, what's involved with it, how you got into it, and kind of the the why. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Um, so kin stretch. I guess I'll I'll just give the definition first, but it's a movement enhancement system. Okay. Uh, so. Basically, we, that develops body control, you know, flexibility and, and, and usable ranges of motion. So um, I like to kind of say that it's, uh, it's a practice of you and your body. So um, I think, you know, one of the big differences between kin stretch and other, and other group classes is that it's less focused on, on patterns, squats, lunges push-ups, things like that. Um, let's focus on poses, pigeon, downward, you know, um, let's focus on more kind of external type things and more like internally focused on, hey, what does the human shoulder do? It internally, externally rotates, flexes, extends, ABA deducts, it does all these things. Now, now, knowing that, knowing what the shoulder is capable of doing now what is your shoulder capable of doing so it's kind of a it's a movement practice of exploring like how much range of motion you have within your individual joint workspace um and then once we kind of normalize the function we learn what the you know knee hip ankle etc are supposed to be able to do we see what yours is capable of and then we improve upon that capacity by um, increasing your range of motion, increasing the, the joint's ability to be a joint. It's so translatable and that, hey, if you have a better just functioning hip, then anything you do that involves your hip is going to go better for you. You're going to be able to squat more efficiently, 
with less fear of injury, run, what, anything that you do with your hips. So um, yeah, it's really a practice of you and just making your body function better, your joints, tissues, healthier, um, improving the longevity. Um, and yeah, I kind of got into it. Uh, so I got into FRC, which is functional range conditioning. Okay. February of 20. Uh, 2020. So right before huge blessing in disguise, because all of my training went online after that. And um, FRC is just all about using your own body to improve the way that your joints function. And then Kin Stretch is a follow up certification. So once you're FRC certified, you can get Kin Stretch certified. Okay. Um, and that was, was going to be my yeah, question. I, just, yeah. I knew yeah, yeah. it was, but I wasn't sure if they were separate entities or if they're together or somehow tied in or whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're under the umbrella of functional range systems and okay. FRC is the, the initial course that's more focused on like for one-on-one -on -one folks. Gotcha. Um, and then Kim stretch is like the utilizing those, that thought process. Here's a, a group class setting. So yeah, I just got into it. Cause I, I mobility has been, a, was a big passion of mine for several, several years. And, uh, um, came across these guys and they've been doing it with, you know, a lot of professional sports teams and organizations. So, um, yeah, I came across them on social media and had a couple of buddies at the gym I was working at at Equinox doing the certification. So they came to Chicago and we came out and did it. Awesome. So now yeah. is this kind of yeah. skin stretch, like a standalone system or are you using it in conjunction with strength training or like, what would you like, if you had your ideal way like what would you recommend yeah um in terms of like oh somebody individually what could they do to add this as practice yeah yeah sure do you see people yeah okay i, say, um, do you, I guess do you see people well, that would, do this yeah. just by themselves um without uh you know let's like say someone doesn't have uh strength program mm. right now is this something that they could do standalone or do you recommend it in conjunction with something else sure yeah yeah um i guess i would just overall generally speaking i would say uh you know find an activity or a form of exercise you love to do because <laughs> yeah. otherwise you know you're you're forcing you know a, a the issue and i think it's uh, important to find something you love to do because then you're like, then you're going to do it um oh yeah 100 percent. yeah you know so um but as far as kin stretch being a standalone um it's i would say it's it's the stretch part of kin stretch is a little misleading in the sense that hey you know most of the time people come in and say okay this, i'm going to come and do a stretch class right yeah, yeah and uh and then they're like mind is blown an hour later like that seems like there was very little stretching going on um because <laughs> it's it's pretty i i love the science behind the class in the sense that it, it's really end range strength training in the sense that hey we're going to normalize the function of your joints aka go through cars go through expression of what your what your joints do and then we're going to say hey let's the focus of class today is let's call it hip flexion a prerequisite needed in squatting deadlifting running etc sure. so we're going to work on improving your hip flexion so here's how much hip flexion you have now we're going to 
increase that by stretching your hip into as much hip flexion as you can. Maybe you do a classic hamstring stretch, for example. Um, And then from there, we say, we're going to now convince your nervous system to allow you to give more range of motion. Because as you know, right, the nervous system, unless there's like mechanical tension issue or an aberrant joint or something, a lot of the the decreases in range of motion or why we stop a certain range is because our brain just doesn't trust us to go further. It doesn't think it's strong in that position. Yeah. We haven't spent time there. So what we'll end up doing is by increasing the capacity to increase the capacity of hip flexion, we'll say, okay, you've stretched your hamstrings. So you're in maximum hip flexion. Now let's convince your brain that you actually are strong there. So then it trusts your, your system enough to then give you more range of motion. So if you've trained it long enough, you know, a newbie, I'm not going to say, give me a hundred percent tension, but we'll do a contraction where we'll say, okay, hamstrings on stretch. Let's contract that hamstring 10% effort. Now 20, 30, 40, work your way up to push your heel into a wall that is immovable at a hundred percent maximum contraction. I mean, that's strength training right there. That's doing a one rep max deadlift, back squat, whatever you might call it. Um, Cause you're trying to move an immovable object. So, and then now try to peel your heel off the wall. It's impossible. You're at your passive end range, but now you're squeezing your hip flexor quad stuff, trying to contract and be strong. And then you end up finding, as you know, PNF style stuff that, your brain then trusts you and gives you five, 10, 15 more degrees of motion. So now you've got a better hip to go move on. So it's, it's definitely some end range strength training, taking your tissues to the longest, shortest positions they can get into. And can you be strong there rather than just the mid ranges or just the patterns that you're, that you've been training over and over. Um, So I would say it's, it's more probably you could use it as strength training, but it's more of a supplement to help give you the prerequisites to do what you love to do better. So if you just, if you train your knee, you have a better knee than whether you play tennis, whether you're a yogi, whether you're a crossfitter, whatever it may be, a runner, you have a better knee to go do knee stuff with. Um, So it's more of a supplement. It's not a, we're trying to take the place of yoga, of another stretch class. Great, go do all those things, but you're just gonna be able to do it better when your, your joints and tissues are functioning better. Sure. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, I, I mean, I'm not certified in this, um, but I've, I know some basics of it and can, you know, take patients through some, uh, controlled articular rotation, the cars, like you mentioned. Um, and it's hard work. Like you show, yeah. some, you know, you show someone and demonstrate it for them and they just kind of look at you like, all right, like whatever, totally. <laughs> you get down and do it. And it's, it's not easy when you're pushing into that full end range and you're trying to gain that maximal motion. Uh, it's, it's totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, I I think that's kind of the, the difference too of like, you know, uh, I think about like Instagram a lot, right. There's like all the sexy stuff, right. It's like, you know, somebody's doing a crazy handstand walk, like all this impressive stuff that like that person is clearly capable of. Yeah. And then I think the, the challenge of that then is like, it, you know, most of us are in bodies that just aren't really functioning all that well and that don't really have the capacity to do 
some of the exercises that we're trying to do because we sure. just don't have that that prerequisite ability. Our body's not prepared for it. Yeah. And so we end up, you know, going and, and doing these big sexy things. But, um, you know, the internal training to me is where the magic is at, because if you can really control the contraction of your tissues, you know, it looks like there's really nothing going on because you're not really moving in a in a classic end range isometric, you know, example we were just giving. Right. Um, so it doesn't look like much is going on until, yeah, like you said, you try it and then you feel it and you're like, wow, this is. I've never really felt anything like this before. Totally, totally. Yeah. yeah. Neurological confusion, right? And just never been in those end range options, but um, sure. there's power to it for yeah. sure. Well, yeah. And it's like the, the old saying, like, if you don't use it, you lose it for sure. Absolutely. And one one thing it kind of reminds me of too, uh, and I use this example in some of the workshops I've done, uh, like we spent three years living in Japan and yeah, you know, you drive down the road and you'll see people sitting at the bus stop or whatnot in this full squat. And there's times where we drive by an hour later and they're still sitting in the same spot. And you know, they're <laughs> yeah. super comfortable. They have, you know, they don't even think about it. It's just what they do. But they do that from the, essentially the time they're born up. Right. They die. They just always do it. Where, totally. Yeah. Whereas as Americans, like. We don't do that. We sit in chairs and we're <laughs> right. comfortable. We don't get in those end range positions ever. And so then, you, know, you go from sitting in an office chair eight hours a day to the CrossFit gym and you try and do uh, a full depth squat and you're going to have right. issues if you don't have that prerequisite, like you mentioned. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You've been sitting in a desk with your hips at 120 degrees and now you're asking them to get get down to 45 it's like yeah yeah that's uh well that's what i i think is such a it's so interesting the the whole exercise thing that happened you know because part of what i base my training on is you know what the the evolutionary perspective of human movement in the sense that hey, when we evolved as a species, we were naturally selected to be to be moving and our survival depended on it. You know, it was like, hey, if, if we wanted to eat, we couldn't sit on our on our couch and order, you know, Grubhub or something or Uber Eats. <laughs> yeah, like right. we had to go we had to go kill our food and we had to, you know, hunt and gather. And our, you know, if we wanted to run away from something and and that's what I think is uh is really uh unique you know is that you know we move way less as you're saying mm -hmm. you know it's use it or lose it you know most people think hey i'm you know i'm getting older so that's why i'm stiffer but as you're saying you know you see you, an old an 85 90 year old person yeah. sitting in a deep squat just like my soon to be probably squatting son who's yeah. five months yeah, now yeah, exactly. is going to be doing. And, and so, you know, as kind of what the FRC is based off of too, is like, Hey, you know, we really to compensate for the fact that there's all these technological advancements of computers and TVs, and we can sit and do everything um, just by a couple touches of our screen, you know, we, to compensate for that, we invented exercise yeah. And, and it, it's, you know, it used to be and our bodies are used to a 24 hour period of exercise, not I'm going to sit 
all day long, but I'm going to jam in 45 minutes of, you know, a boot camp class into that, get all of my movement in then. And then, you know, we end up not, we get very patternized. You know what I mean? Like sure. we were, to me, it seems like in my opinion, we were selected to kind of move in a variety of different ways. And now we go in and we, you know, the squat was invented, the pull-up was invented. You know, we used to probably pull up in all these variety of different ways. Now it's a single style, which not that that's bad, but I think that's kind of the uh, uniqueness of some of the, the FRC Ken stretch stuff is, is, hey, yeah, you're going to be able to pull up better when we have a better shoulder that flexes, but also in life when your shoulder has to do something different. Yeah. Then a you know a patterned pull up, you're resilient and strong in all these different flexed positions, not just the single flex. Sure. Or when a rep goes bad, so to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes so. makes complete sense. I like what you mentioned there too. Um, just to tie it, you know, tie it back into today's world. A rep gone bad, mm. you know. If I immediately think of like an overhead, you know, doing a snatch or something when you're overhead. If, you know that weight starts to go back if you don't have yeah. that that mobility some bad things can happen uh, totally. but if you're you're you've got that pattern your program there you know you're strong through that full range of motion you've got a little bit more play in that system uh, where you're not going to immediately jump you know from the from an incident category over to the right. injury, you know yeah absolutely absolutely yeah that that kind of reminds me of just like you know, having, as you're saying, degrees of freedom and having movement options. So you, you know, as, as I've kind of heard it put, like if that could be the difference of, Hey, if you have range of motion and it's a rep gone bad, that could be the difference of, you know, okay, my shoulders tweaked and I'm, I'm a little injured. I'm out for a week maybe versus like, okay, now I got to go, I just tore a bunch of stuff and now right. I got to go, you yeah. know, if you've got that range of motion, then you can solve that riddle of movement a sure. lot easier than somebody that's got this range and that's it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I know we're talking a lot about like shoulders and hips, but this can be applied to really any joint, correct? Totally. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's, that's one thing that really changed with that was eye opening to me once I did FRC was I've had a history and I know same with you of chronic low back pain. I mean, oh. I think back to when I was like 10, 11 years old, I, I broke my arm when I was three. So being in a sling and developmentally, who knows what that kind of did to, sure. to my spine. But um, yeah. I remember road trips, my low back was just would be destroyed. Like, an hour in and I'm like 13 years old here, you know, and then that fast forward to like three or four episodes where I was just totally out of commission, you know, yeah. of just, yeah. um, and all of the training then that I would do between those, those injuries was, uh, you know, core bracing and dead bugs and planking all, which is great. Cause you gotta be able to stabilize your spine, sure. but it like, it kept coming back because I was never working on like the range of motion on my spine and being able to own like, Hey, if I find myself in a flexed position, which is, you know, ideally not the position you want to be in, if you're going to 
actually deadlift, but right. Hey, in life, sometimes that's what happens. Yeah. And until I started training my spine to be strong, not just in a neutral spine, but flexed, extended, rotated, all these different ranges, did my spine actually become resilient? And now it's, you know, back pain is hardly at all, yeah. you know, if, if ever. So yeah, like you're saying, it can be applied to, to every, every joint of the body for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I remember. Uh, I, it's, I laugh at this now. It's kind of ironic, but it, in PT school, I remember. I don't know why I remember this, but I remember I had this old like. My wife calls it a clunker. Uh, this old Chevy Malibu uh, <laughs> had no lumbar support at all, so I had this like cheap little pillow from Walmart. And, uh, like these are, you know, I'm sitting here like learning about health and the body and how to make people stronger and. Here I am with back pain. I remember like specifically driving to school and my back's just killing me. And I'm like, how am I going to make it through the day? Like I'm constantly moving around, shifting, <laughs> right. I can't figure it out. Uh, I'm supposed to be like healthy, but here I am stressed out, uh, trying to study all the time, barely working out. And, uh, and then that translated to like, could, you know, I'm trying to figure it out over the next three years while I'm in school. Uh, get out, graduate, join the Navy. We have our first kid. And I remember, well, it, like part of it too, leaning over the crib, trying to pick him up from the crib or put him back down or take yeah. the car seat and like throw it in the car and just like try not to kill my back at <laughs> right. the same time. Right. Um, <laughs> just take an inhale and hope for the back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you're, you think you're exactly right though. Like I just wasn't training in different range of motion. Um, the, the training I was doing was not adequate obviously um, yeah but once i kind of yeah. figured that out and i could you know figured out what i needed to do um and like you said there was some core stability component to it but there's some yeah. movement like movement is medicine is what i always and, say uh but then yeah like fast totally. forward like i don't remember the last time i had back pain um you know if i do get it it's very brief and it's gone and we can you know kind of move and and figure it out quickly um, right but now like we've got two more kids now and I've never had an issue throwing their car seat in the car, right. the crib, things like that. Like it just, now you just got like three car seats. You're just carrying around. Yeah, there was no training. It's just now that you're a dad, right? Yeah, it's it's just, just... <laughs> dad, dad jokes just like get uploaded and suddenly I've got this strength. That I didn't know I existed. And... <laughs> Absolutely. Well, one of the, one of my favorite parts about what you, the message that you portray too and I know we're on definitely on the same page with this is, you know, you're, you talking about and, and both of our examples really of like, hey, we learned about, you know, how to maintain a healthy spine, how to improve the health of your spine. Yeah. And, and then we did it ourselves. And we, you know, are essentially fixing ourselves, right. And I think that's, yeah. that's such a cool thing about what you do. And, and what a, a lot of, you know, people are, are doing now that are in our field are, you know, the most, most valuable thing you can do is educate somebody on like, what is, you know, here's your body, here's what it should be able to do. Yeah. And here's how to manage yourself. You know, I think education is, is such a huge piece, because as you said, many times, like, you know, all the different 
modalities, passive treatments, foam rolling, even stretching, um, needling, ultrasound, all of those things are like, they have their time and place for that specific person and can temporarily, you know, improve your symptoms. But are you really getting to the point of fixing the root cause of it? Do you know why it happened, how to fix it and how to prevent it from coming back? You know, and I think that's the the most powerful thing that you can give a, a patient or a client is, hey, if you do have some back pain, we now know exactly why and here's how you, what you can do to alleviate it and also get ahead of it so that it doesn't come back that next time you deadlift, that next time you pick up your kid, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then when you've been through that experience and you've had back pain or you've, you've experienced some of the injuries you're dealing with um, from a patient perspective, it's you know, you've got a whole different mindset on it and you can, I, I mean, I think it makes you a better practitioner because you you, you know what to expect, you know how to um, educate that person on exactly what to expect and what they need to do to get out of it versus like, I mean, I treat ACL injuries all the time, but I've never torn an ACL. So I can tell you what you should expect based on the number of people I've seen before for the last five years. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know firsthand, I've never done it. And i knock on wood. I don't want to experience that either. Totally. <laughs> totally. Totally. Yeah. 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 You're, I, I completely agree. You get to be on the, in the shoes of the, the patient or client, like on a personal level, like, yeah, I've been through this injury. It sucks. Like, but you know, he, I'm, you know, and I'm here to help you out kind of yeah. deal. And, right. and like you said, then, then feeling it from the, the level of like physically, what does this mean? Because man, there's so many implications to pain and injury and, you know, mood and sleep and yeah. focus and, and all those things. So yeah, you really get a up close and personal. Sometimes I swear there's been times where like, I'll get a text from a client be like, Hey man, my knees like giving me some issues. Can we check that out tomorrow? And then it's yeah. like that night, my knee starts to hurt. I'm like, what, what, what is going on yeah. here? Yeah. <laughs> yes, God, I'm listening. <laughs> yeah, take on that pain. Yeah, but yeah, you're you're right. You can you feel it on a whole nother level, and you can empathize and yeah, figure it out a little bit easier. Yeah, for sure. Nice, Dan. Well. Um... Is there anything else? Uh, is there anything else that you want people to know about Kinstrex, about uh, functional range, or? Yeah. Um, let's see. I guess I would say hit me up if you want an assessment. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. How can uh, people, if people want to find you, how can they do so? Yeah. So I do. Um, I, I teach Kinstretch over at Sandlot Thursday yeah. mornings. Uh, five, six AM it alternates each week. Um so and I know Ragbride's gonna throw it off a little bit. We're gonna miss a miss a week in there. But um Okay. Yeah, Kin Stretch on Thursdays. I'm gonna uh have some pop up Kin Stretch classes late summer and fall. So you can check me out on Instagram at D Noyce N O Y C E uh with info on that. Um you can hit me up there too if you're uh, I do both one on one's my bread and butter. I love the assessment. Uh, aspect of it. I think that was one of the biggest mistakes I had made uh, early on was assuming that people had the prerequisites to be able to do, they had the body to be able to do the exercises I was prescribing. So yeah, um, yeah there, there's, there should be an element of personal to personal training, let's call yeah. it that. Um, <laughs> 
So well, yeah. And the more you go through it too, and I can attest to this, the more you go through it and the more you see different people, um, people are so much different, you know, even you can take 10 different CrossFitters and they might all have shoulder pain, but it's not, you know, their, their motions different, their strengths different. There, you know, there's so many different aspects to you. Totally. Like you said, that personal component to it, it has to be there uh, with your training, whether it's skin stretch or physical therapy or programming in the gym. Um, totally. Everyone's, everyone's different. Totally. Totally. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot that goes into uh, coming up with a plan for one person, you know, yeah. it's a lot more complex. Can stretch in a group setting, they're the best to do that. Um, but uh, yeah, there's, there's nothing beats one-on-one stuff, man. It's yeah. uh, you can, you make the program exactly what that person needs, what they can't do, you know, do no harm is rule one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and uh yeah, prioritizing that one thing you got to keep working on. But yeah, uh, yeah. Well, and I with my my mobility workshops too. I try and tell people like, listen, this is a shotgun approach to mobility. Some of this stuff's gonna work good for you. Other stuff might not. Like it doesn't mean it's bad. It just right. You know, for whatever reason, uh, this isn't for you. But as long as you can get a couple things out of this, like we're good. <laughs> totally, <laughs> so, totally. Yeah. yeah, that's so true. So yeah, true. It's, yeah, it's so much harder when you don't have like. When you, like you said, when you've got a whole class and you don't have that personalized attention um, mm-hmm. to get, you know, you don't have time to spend on doing uh, a thorough assessment on each and every person. So, absolutely, uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I like the, and that's why I do like everything I do is an hour one-on-one. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we've got the time to really dive in and look at things. But I also like building uh, a relationship with the client as well, I think is huge. There's like you mentioned with pain, like there's so many different factors other than just movement and strength. There's a lot of psychological factors, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, stress, are we eating right? Are we sleeping? Uh, There's a lot that goes into it. It's uh, not just like, yeah, it hurts. There's, (laughs) there's a lot that goes into it. (laughs) Right. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm passionate about helping people, uh, improving the health function of your joints. So, uh, hit me up Des Moines. Always, uh, always looking to help more people. So awesome. Well, Dan, this has been great. I appreciate you taking time out of your day uh, to be here with us. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. Appreciate it, doc. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. If you want to learn more about today's guests or about Kaizen health and wellness, and how we can help you continue to be active and pain-free for life. Head over to kaizenhealthandwellness.com to learn more.